So next session we have Sarah Goodall who will be talking uh, about. Uh, she will be speaking about uh, driving a digital inbound approach to the business. So about a small introduction to Sarah Goodall. She is the founder at uh, Tribal Impact, author uh, of uh, this uh, social SEO, and she's been working with uh, digital B two B sales and marketing leaders to activate their employees as influencers on social media. And today she will be uh, talking about driving a digital inbound approach to business. So over to you, Sarah. Thank you very much. Right, I'm just going to share my screen. Um, sure. Okie yeah. doke. Yep. You got it. So hi everyone. Uh, yes, I'm Sarah and I'm across the pond to you. Uh, I'm approaching my evening. I'm here in the UK uh, and I'm talking about a digital inbound approach to business because I think most people think inbound is all about marketing and it really isn't. I work for a company called Tribal Impact. We solely focus on activating employees on social media and this is what drives a digital inbound approach to business. So I'm going to walk you through the story um, and then by all means, put some uh, questions in the Q&A, happy to answer them. So at its very basic, what is digital inbound? Well, you may be aware when it comes to marketing, in outbound is very interruptive. It's a bit shouty, it's a bit on the customers, on the, on the vendor's terms. Um, it's about interrupting your buyer with a message that you want to tell them. Whereas inbound at a very basic level is about attracting customers. So you don't go out there shouting, you actually attract them like a magnet through the value in the knowledge that you give them. And that's essentially what this is all about. So we know this works because I think, and I've just watched Andy Paul, the previous speaker, we know that our B2B buyers are digital first. There's no questioning about it. I think the whole pandemic situation has just absolutely accelerated that. But we can see that there are 60 to 90% of the buying process completed online, depending on what industry you're in. 94% of those purchases start with an online search. So they're tap, tap, tapping on Google uh, quite often before they're picking up the phone and searching for someone to talk to at your customer. 84% of those people trust people that they know. They don't trust logos. And this goes with the saying, people trust people they know, like, and trust. Um, and then 74% of those buyers choose the company that was the first to add value. And that's the one I find most interesting because this is the connection between sales and marketing. I'm going to come on to that in a second. So at a more granular level, outbound is all about selling to someone, whereas inbound is about educating. Outbound is about is very brand centric. It's about what you want to say, whereas inbound is very customer centric. It's what your customers want to hear and you're twisting to, to that. Interruptive, outbound, permissive. You know, your customers are giving a, a permission to be interrupted because they've already engaged with you in some way. Outbound's very one way. Inbound is very conversational. It's two-way. And that's why social media is quite critical to that. And ultimately, outbound is what I kind of call pushy-pushy interrupted marketing and selling, whereas inbound is very much pulling and attracting people in. So that's a kind of how it works. Now, the impact on sales and marketing, and I know we have a lot of sales and marketing mixes on, on, this, uh, on this program. So marketing for example when i started in marketing about 20 odd years ago it was always about filling the top of the funnel with leads that was my job and my job only was to get number of leads in the funnel right and then we tend to have a bit of an argument with sales somewhere around here and then one of the two of those might turn into a customer that is firmly at the bottom of our 
process right so we don't put customers at the heart of it now what's happening is digital buyers are starting to become savvy to this and they're not engaging with vendors as early as they used to because they used to invite us in to educate them with the rfp process which is still is still a process the tender process but it's changed slightly so what marketing has to do now is move a lot further down the funnel. They need to be creating content at the top here, in the awareness stage, in the consideration stage, and also tipping buyers over at the decision stage. And they also need to get very savvy about numbers, right? Marketers can't just talk about leads anymore. They need to talk about conversion rates, pipeline closed deals, how long it takes for deals to get through the pipeline. They need to talk in a sales language. Sales, on the other hand, can't just operate at this side they need to move up and you may have heard the term of social selling digital selling modern selling well that's effectively what they're doing in sales is they're getting into the hearts and minds of a buyer earlier on in the sales process so they can nurture them through the funnel but I would argue actually that the funnel's a little bit dead because actually when you look at this what we're doing is playing digital ping pong sales inform marketing of conversations they're having with their clients those conversations get turned into blogs your sales team is sharing the blogs that drives insights on marketing you give that prospect behavior information to your sales team that they create an ebook you can see whether they're interested in what you're talking about and so the interactions go all the way down the funnel marketing is not doing the top bit sales doing the bottom anymore the two are blended and i would argue maybe that we're getting rid of the funnel we love hubspot we are um we use hubspot we're a hubspot customer and we firmly follow the flywheel uh, approach to this which is basically where you have you don't have a funnel you don't put customers at the bottom of it you put customers in the heart of it and it's all about adding force wheels don't turn on their own so without content you are not going to get this wheel turning so once the wheel starts to turn you don't want it slowing down so you want to take the friction out and this means don't make them pick up the phone to ask you the price be transparent with your pricing get them as far through the buyer journey as you possibly can before they pick up the phone to you because they will self-qualify themselves in or out based on what your price point is and then what you want to do is momentum and momentum only comes with the more customers you add in because customers start to turn into promoters they start to talk to people and this is where you get advocacy and the more customers you add into this cycle the heavier your flywheel gets and the faster it goes and the slower it, it won't it won't slow down it's harder to slow it down and this when you get something going that fast it starts to pull people in and this is the attractiveness of an inbound business now, it's, it's kind of foolish to think that actually only salespeople talk to customers. And this is, for me, where you need to think about your entire organization as part of that process. Because it isn't just marketing that attracts people and salespeople that engage people. I know people at a barbecue, for example, that I might say, oh, I know somebody who does that. And referrals come from any random direction. So unless you start putting the customer in the middle and engaging your wider business to be part of the conversation, the connected conversation, you may be missing opportunities. And then the cycle can start to turn. And impound ultimately starts with your, with your, your employees. It starts from within. 
Now we follow something called the social business maturity model. The, the more you've got, if you look at your employees and you look, look at them at the bottom in terms of level of social activity and network size on the, on the left-hand axis. And if you wanna find out where you are, you can see this little quiz thing, uh, a link here that you can go to. But here, you know, you've got your inactives here, your employees that don't do anything. Classic B2B sales teams sit here. They've got great networks, but they don't digitally nurture them. What you want to try and do is get them in this column where they're engaging and sharing with their networks on a regular basis. And some of those might even turn into these people, influencers and thought leaders. These become actually experts in, in your field. And when you do that, these guys create content, put it into the hands of these guys who then send traffic to your website. And this is where the holistic integrated cycle goes so so digital inbound businesses ultimately build a culture of trust it starts from within it starts within the employees how they can start to engage in the whole social conversation but ultimately it's about transparency and trust and unless you have that internally you can't really have that with your customers transparency with employees and customers when it comes to customers it's about pricing uh, it's about the way you talk to them the way you engage your services are online don't hide things just be transparent and encourage them to come to you but do the same with your employees and get them involved in the business Digital inbound businesses encourage and enable their employees to be active on social. They value the social conversation. They understand the importance of it, the reach of it. I mean, why just let marketing manage the social conversations? You know, they're the middlemen. And quite often when it's technical questions, they don't know the answer. So cut that out and get your employees out there actively being the ears and eyes to social conversations. Remove the friction from the buyer journey. It just slows it down. So don't put it in there, okay? So that means things like making it easy to contact you, be where, where your customers are, be visible, be adding value to every step of the buyer journey, which is the previous person just said about that. Um, remove friction from your buyer journey. Create content that's valuable and relevant to your buyers. So any marketers that are on the call, speak to your salespeople and understand the questions they're being asked. And every question they get asked, turn that into a blog post. Because if they're asking your sales team, they're asking Google. So really think about how you can alter your content strategy to be part of something that's more valuable to your buyers. They'll self-educate and they'll find you. Better still, don't just talk to your salespeople, talk to your customer. Because actually, marketers who talk to customers are better informed and understand the buyer journey better. So ultimately, this is what a digital inbound business looks like. And that's the points that I've just been through. Build a culture of trust internally. Be transparent, not with just your employees, but your customers. Enable and encourage your employees to be on social. That actually comes back to that point, which is about trust um, and making them, giving them the guidelines so they can be confident on social. Remove any friction from the buyer journey. A digital inbound business does not have friction. Uh, it's just a smooth buyer journey and help people learn as much as they can before they have to reach out to you and create content that's relevant relevant and valuable for your buyers so that when your sales teams for example are doing social selling they should be informing and educating their customers not saying do you want to come to our webinar next week you know yes there's a place for that but not all the time so being valuable and reliable for your customers is key if, if you want to learn any more about this uh, we've just released actually a white paper 
about the digital ping pong uh, that you can see up there. This, it goes into great depth, lots of stats and great quotes. And if you want to learn a bit more about the digital inbound business and marketing, there's uh, a link there that you can learn from too. And I think that's my 10 minutes up, is it not? So um, <laughs> that really <laughs> so is binge worthy, was... <laughs> isn't it? Wow. <laughs> so that was a really fantastic. I mean, uh, there were a lot of uh, tactics which you have shared and that was a quick uh, eight to 10 minute session. I think this uh, topic will go on uh, go on, keeps on going on. So let's directly move on to the Q&A session. And okay. there are pretty a lot of questions in the Q&A session. So first, should I change my content format according to the channel? Oh, definitely. So if you're talking about social media, for sure, yes. So what you would publish now, this is an interesting one. So let's take in B2B, the key channels are LinkedIn, not surprisingly, okay. followed by closely Twitter. Um, and I'm seeing Instagram playing a, a good part here because Instagram plays a good part in the culture of the company. Um, but I'm also seeing a bit of that moving into LinkedIn now, especially on your company page. Uh, video does very well on LinkedIn and Twitter, but very well on LinkedIn. But the kind of posts on a LinkedIn company page that do really well are the ones that sort of give you an insight into the back of the company, putting your experts out there, putting your employees in front of the brand logo. Um, those sort of posts do very well on there. So, um, so yes, you do need to switch up your content depending on which platform you're in. So don't just go hit the button, send that to all platforms. You need to change the format, the graphic, um, the media and the type. I know that's yeah, probably not yeah. what you want to hear, but it's true. So, <laughs> so moving on to the next question. Uh, so what are the five things a new business should focus on under inbound activities? Oh, well, first thing, I mean, any digital inbound company will be content first, right? So, yeah. but you can't create great content without listening to your customers. So a very quick tip would be to talk to your customers and jot down like I do in the back of my notebook, any questions I get, I put a page at the back of my notebook and I just answer, put them in. That forms my editorial calendar for all my blogs. So when you sat there going don't know what to write about this week you just go down your list of the questions that your customers asked and not one of those out so um listen to your customer is the first thing you should do set up some kind of blog because your blog will be refreshed on a regular basis we publish twice a week some people publish more um but you have to invest in content and you know what we've reached a tipping point now that you know when i'm having sales conversations i refer back to blogs that i know we published it's okay. a brilliant sales tool as well although so i would say any inbound, digital inbound company from a sales perspective will research their prospects first this is not a numbers game so get off the cold calling um, getting out there, spray and pray, hoping something sticks. This is laser focused targeting. Okay. So it's not a popularity contest. It's about doing things in a quality way. So I'll give you three tips there. Um, I could give you some more, but that's probably a good start. So yeah, exactly. And that, uh, that was a really great tips as well. So whoever has asked this question, uh, thank you for that. And so moving on to the next question, how okay. does influencer marketing align with inbound marketing? Uh, influencer marketing and inbound marketing. Oh, that's a good question. So for me, inbound marketing is content driven. Okay. okay. And if you put your experts at it and creating, yeah. so look at your technical experts. They're the most trusted people go to when, uh, when delivering B2B buyer purchases. So look at your trusted experts internally, get them to create the content. And then 
those trusted experts can start to be connected with external experts, your external influencers. And for me, this influencer marketing has had a bad rap because it is about paying people with lots of Twitter followers to say nice things about your brand. And it's changing. It is not that anymore in B2B. It's about connecting your employee experts with external experts and influencers. And when you do that, the magic happens. You can start co-creating content, which is much better. So. Okay, thank you. That's a, that's a, re a really nice answer. So moving on to the next question, uh, in this, uh, in a B2B marketing ecosystem, what are the key deciding factors uh, for a startup to choose specific channels of inbound marketing? So how you pick the channels for inbound marketing? Yes. For B2B? Well, I think I kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. I definitely start with uh, LinkedIn. That is okay. the place for B2B, for, in, my, in my humble opinion. Uh, Twitter's a great place for conversations as well and for listening and learning. And actually, if you set your Twitter searches up really well, you could do geo, geo um, searches for keywords and questions. We do this all the time. So if anybody's yeah. asking questions about social selling or employee advocacy, I'm, I'm watching those. I'll get notified so I can have first dibs on though and be back with something, something from my content library that helps them with their decision-making process. So I would say LinkedIn, Twitter, but don't ignore Instagram. So okay. um, I think that gives a good insight into the people behind the brand. Got it. So thank you. Uh, so moving on to the next question, which inbound marketing channels are expected to see potential growth post-COVID? That's a very interesting question. Yeah, that is actually. Um, I think, you know, most B2B buyers, they've just, they've gone digital first. I mean, there's no question about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and also you can't phone them. You can't send them stuff to their office because they're all yeah. home at the moment. So that makes it tricky. Um, so I think actually content is going to be quite important. Uh, search engine ranking is going to be important. I do believe in paid as well. Paid has a place. So um, paid social, but again, not just getting it out there and just spending your money on paid do it in a targeted way like an account-based way so i think account-based marketing is going to become quite important as well so very laser focused approaches less of the let's just throw it out there and see what happens and a bit more consideration to who your ideal customer profile is and who your buyer persona is and then start going down the targeted approach because um otherwise you're wasting money you know and that doesn't make sense so Thank you. And uh, moving on to the next question. And uh, yes, uh, so this is a little bit more specific and uh, I'll take, uh, so marketing promotion is always outbound. It's the leads that are outbound or inbound. How true does this statement hold uh, in the current state of B2B marketing? Oh yeah, so all market, that's a good question. So all marketing is outbound. Mm. Well, you see, I don't, I think outbound is when it's like pushy and interruptive, okay? But inbound is when you are focused solely on creating content that you know is going to add value to someone's world. And they will find that content. If you've done it right with your SEO, if you've done it right with uh, your organic social promotion, people will find the content. And that for me is inbound. So this is less about what would be outbound is I created a blog and then put a load of money behind it and then pushed it out into somebody's newsfeed. Um, that's outbound. But 
but generally speaking if you if you do it well and you optimize it well you, yeah. you can do it quite cost effectively without doing the outbound pushy pushy and with covid i think you're gonna have to do that even more so um i think you're gonna have to be really smart with your seo really smart with quality content don't just pump out content just to tick a box and say that you published your blog this week you know really put a bit of thought into it and be consistent so postcode you're gonna have to be consistent uh with the digital inbound approach got it uh, so, amazing uh, questions thank you yeah, everyone exactly. thank you so much <laughs> uh, that was a really wonderful question i have to uh, definitely thank everyone for that and uh, moving on to the next question uh, what is the right. keystone uh, to building a personalized inbound model that drives traffic Oh, so that now that kind of ties into um, you know creating content and social activity. It's about being consistent and being very specific about your keywords. Okay, so before you do any other content production and all of that, you must first understand who your ideal customer profile is. And when I mean that, I mean what size of company, what kind of industry. You know, really be quite look at who your customers are today and go okay, maybe we should just go after more of them, okay? Because then you're not going to be spreading yourself too thin. Then know who you're talking to, buyer personas. But buyer personas, don't fall into the trap of, oh, we're after HR directors. Oh, we're after finance directors. Don't fall into the job title buyer persona trap. Fall into the, these are the buying needs. And actually they could be in several different jobs, but they still have the buy, the same buying need. That's a good buyer persona. Get that right, sort out your keywords, and then filter your keywords into everything that you do. Your content, your blogs, your eBooks, your LinkedIn profiles of your employees, your social media posts, know what your keywords are, know what your hashtags are, and go all out to own them. And that's, that's how I would uh, approach it. Great, great. I think that's a pretty in-depth uh, kind of a question, which has a lot of answers for that. And that yeah. was answered really good as well. So thank you for that answer. And thank you for the question, audience. Thank you so much. So moving on to the uh, next question. Uh, what are the five key problems for a business that inbound marketing solves, which makes the inbound approach so formidable? Yeah, that is an excellent question. So I'm going to see, put me on the spot with five. These are intense. Wow, this is this is proper binge session, isn't it? <laughs> um, so if I look at the problems, so the typical problems that uh, a company, if I look at the ones that sort of come and work with us, they, they are perhaps not winning as many deals as they used to. Uh, perhaps they're not having as many sales conversations as they used to. Okay. Um, they, uh, yeah, the conversion rate has dropped. Maybe they, you know, they get, they normally win in like 50%, but now they're only winning 20%. And okay. uh, their pipeline looks, so they're very sales driven, actually, the ones that typically uh, will find this an issue. Um, maybe they're seeing dra traffic drop on their website. So I'm thinking of marketing indicators now. Maybe the conversion rate on their website is low or no conversion rate. Maybe they're not growing their list, their subscription list um, as, as fast as they used to. Okay. Um, so these are little indicators, but I think probably the key KPIs are the, is sales, right? If sales are dropping, conversion rates, the deal cycles have suddenly got longer, pipeline is getting squeezed, um, they're losing deals, more deals than they used to, 
or they're not being, I'll tell you a classic one, um, we just didn't even see that coming. You know, there was a deal that was sold in an existing customer and they never, a competitors come in and swiped it out and they never saw it, they never saw it coming. And it was like, how did we not even know that that was there? So that's uh, that's a classic one as well. So there's probably more than five there, but it just gives you an indicator. So. <laughs> Definitely a good pointers you have included uh, in this question, Q&A session. So uh, thank you, uh, Sarah. That was a really wonderful session uh, with you. I know the time was pretty limited at this point of time, but uh, it was a really, really interesting session. So thank you for that. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Uh, if, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to Sarah, please go ahead. And she's always active on LinkedIn. So you can always reach out on LinkedIn as well. So we'll drop the description, uh, the URLs in the description below. So okay. thank you, Sarah. Thank you once again. So Thank you uh, so much. I've really appreciated it. Thanks for having me. All right, take You're care welcome. now. Hey, thank you for watching the recording. Do check us out at Ampers B2B Binge for more such killer content. Also, don't forget to go to www.amplus.com and book your free demo for Ampers Enterprise version to rate your next customer.